Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Well, we have another crazy week. We have a week full of Trump and bad things are happening with him. And we've got some world events that need discussion. So let me get started. I want to go first to Syria. Syria today, chemical weapons, gassing today, at least 50, 70, 70 killed, 10 of them children, perhaps more, many injured. It's being blamed on Assad. Probably is his fault. He's done it before. On the other hand, though, in modern times, leaders who have used chemical weapons, gas, have generally been losing when they went to him. Assad is winning big time. He's winning. He's got Russia on his side. Ever since Putin joined him, he's on top. It doesn't make sense. I'm not saying someone else did it. I can't say he did it. Assad. But keep your eyes open and look closely. Let's see what comes down the pike here. It might be Assad. He's crazy. All right. Uh, And this all happened this morning, as you well know. Now, Trump bothers me in here because Trump is pushing to join Putin and Iran on the side of Assad. Obama was always on the side of those battling Assad. Trump thinks that we're on the wrong side. He wants to be friends with his friend, quote-unquote, Putin. Today, in a statement, Trump blamed Obama for the gassing today in uh, Syria. He said, all these people, we just can't do it. That's what the American public wanted at the time. That's what he gave them. Don't blame Obama, Mr. Trump. And no one in this country should blame Obama for the situation in Syria today. The problem belongs in the lap of a crazy man who is now backed by Russia and is probably going to be backed by another crazy man by the name of Trump. Now we got to go to the craziest of the crazy in North Korea. This morning, our friend in North Korea fired a ballistic missile. Okay, he, he launched a ballistic missile on the eastern side of his country. We know that on Friday... Trump and the uh, president of China are going to meet uh, in Florida, Malalargo. Uh, I don't understand what's happening today. The missile was launched, and this is that pork, you know, this little fat guy. And I am making fun of him. He deserves to be made fun of. Here's a guy that's under the age of 30. He's a powerhouse by, by birth. Okay? Anyhow, they're making war noises today. Trump and uh, Tillerson, our Secretary of State, everything is on the table. Everything is on the table. It's like, this is it, fellas. The line is drawn in the sand. That war could be imminent. What bravado, okay? Because let me tell you something. We drop a bomb on North Korea. North Korea is going to drop a bomb on South Korea. We have 350,000 troops in South Korea. And they may already have the missile capacity to reach the United States. We don't know for sure. And do we want a war here? No. These things are handled with diplomacy. 
and Trump's given up on diplomacy. Look what he's done to the State Department. He has he has no one with experience handling international matters. Tillerson doesn't have that kind of experience because he ran an oil company, doesn't make him a Secretary of State. Uh, and most certainly his son-in-law, Gerard, Jared Kushner, doesn't have uh, experience in the international field. Let's go on and talk about something else. Trump picks the wrong friends. You know, for years we've had certain countries that are our friends. You know, countries like Germany, France, Great Britain, Mexico, Canada, the 27 NATO countries. And what has Trump done since he's taken office? He's shit on all of them. One way or another, he's defecating on them. He's alienating our friends. You 2011, they kicked Mubarak out uh, during the Arab Spring at that time. This was going to be a new Egypt. Uh, Mubarak was a bit of a dictator, but he was a good dictator. Uh, and this new group was going to take care of everything. They're terrible. They're persecuting, prosecuting people. Women's rights, which were supposed to go big time, have not. And in the meantime, you got to blame, besides Trump, I blame Obama and I blame Hillary Clinton. Because when the Arab uh, Spring occurred in 2011, they immediately said, we must support the revolutionaries. And it was a mistake. We should have supported our friend Mubarak. He had been our friend for 30 years. Now, take me, I'm yours. (laughs) To Russia, uh, Trump keeps saying, Take me, I'm yours. (laughs) That's what I see him saying all the time. Putin, I'm yours. Take me, I want to be your friend. Uh, It seems to me that the gangster people of the world, okay, are becoming Trump's friends, and that's the group that Trump wants to run with. It wouldn't surprise me, and I'm being facetious now, if down the road even North Korea became our friend. That's the way things seem to be going. Mexico, NAFTA. Remember during the campaign, my God, what NAFTA is the treaty between the United States and Mexico, okay, the trade treaty. Right? And Trump said, no good. Uh, we have people coming over the border. And this NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, worst trade deal in the world, quote, unquote. Worst trade deal in history, quote, unquote. And he says it's taking jobs away from us. It's going to break us. And and as part of his inaugural address, and I'm quoting from his inaugural address, he said the Mexicans are, and I quote, stealing our jobs and destroying our jobs. Well, this is a big guy. He's got brass testicles. Well, let me tell you something. In the last couple of weeks, you haven't heard negative uh, comments about Mexico. And it seems that Trump has changed his mind in the last couple of weeks. Tillerson, what a name, Rex Tillerson, huh? He is our Secretary of State, 15-year CEO of ExxonMobil. And somebody, someone, perhaps him, has changed Trump's mind. And now Trump is not going to take apart, rip apart NAFTA. Just some minor paper changes. And that's going to be it, Okay. You're not going to hear any more nasty talk about Mexico. This bothers me, too. Transparency. That's supposed to 
be part of our way of life. Our, we, we're supposed to know what our government is doing all the time. Nothing is supposed to be secret from us. And I'm, I don't recall specifically, but I'm sure that during the campaign, Trump must have said there's no transparency in this situation or that. Well, Trump just got rid of some transparency, folks, and here's what he has done. It's signed, sealed, and delivered. The Pentagon, the Pentagon no longer will reveal what the troop ground count. What, what are our soldiers on the ground? All right. What is it? Foot, foot, on, foot on the ground? Uh, whatever it is. How many soldiers are in a particular country? Two of them, Syria and Iraq. It is now a secret by law. We cannot know how many military we have in Syria or Iraq. Uh, he does not want us to know what the deployments are. Does this mean he's going to increase the deployments there? Because we are always concerned when we send more of our soldiers in harm's way in these Middle Eastern wars. And I, it's obvious he doesn't want us to know. He doesn't want to know what the damage is, how many deaths are occurring to our military, and how many deaths we are causing wherever we are. Now, let me talk about his son-in-law, Jared Kushner. He's in Iraq today. He's been there for two days. Uh, he's not the Secretary of State. We have a Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, but Rex don't seem to go too many places. Jared seems to be doing the Secretary of State work. Jared is the one who is meeting more frequently with foreign leaders. And his father-in-law, Trump, has given him seven jobs now. Now, he's only 36 years old. I'm not saying a 36-year-old cannot be smart, cannot be able to handle things. But, my God, even if he was 66 years old, all the time, and that is required. That's enough for Trump today, <laughs> tonight. Uh, but this is, oh, one more thing. Just before I picked up for the show, I have no notes on it. I heard this on television, though, and I find this very disturbing. You recall last year and the year before, in Chicago and in Baltimore, we had black-white altercations, especially police and blacks, major demonstrations. Uh, the Justice Department... Uh, went into both cities, and agreements were entered into between the Justice Department and the city of Chicago and the city of Baltimore. It was announced today. This is disgusting. In Chicago, uh, the police officers are, have advised, and the Justice Department has agreed, they're no longer going to be subjected to the effects of these consent degrees. They entered into court orders, the police department, and signed them. We're going to do things this way now. No way, another way. And in Baltimore, apparently Trump had a harder time, but the Justice Department today went to federal court in Baltimore to have the consent decree whereby the police had to be retrained and all that sort of stuff, and the Justice Department would oversee it, see it to have that consent agreement rescinded. It's amazing, isn't it? This is that creep from, where is he, uh, South Carolina, uh, that's our, our attorney general now, uh, Jeff Sessions, the little creep. He is a creep. 
And look at all the terrible things he's doing. The man's a hater and a bigot. And now he's going to prove it. Let me say this to you before I leave Trump. We're a pretty reasonable people here in this country. We take a lot of crap. We put up a lot of crap. But then the line is drawn in the sand with us, and we say, no more. Look, since Trump got elected, the demonstrations that we've had in this country. Would you believe? We never had demonstrations like this, not since the the days of the civil rights marches in the late 60s. Uh, It's the blue-collar, uneducated or only up to high school educated people that elected him because they were fearful. They lost their middle class status. They lost their money. They're hurting big time. And everything he seems to do hurts these people, the very people who put him in office. Keep these things in mind. All right, now I'm going to go to college for a minute here. Some things I don't understand, and this one I don't understand either. The Ivy League consists of eight colleges. Do you know that the eight Ivy League colleges receive more money per year, more money per year from the federal government than 16 states? You know, money through grants, tax benefits, whatever. Uh, Now, it comes to an annual average each of the eight Ivy League schools receive $4.31 billion per year. $4.31 billion per year. And I'm talking about richly endowed universities. Ivy League's the richest of the rich. You've got Brown, Columbia, Cornell, Dartmouth, Harvard, Pennsylvania, Princeton, and Yale. Okay? And they get all this free money, free money from the government. And I can't understand if they're getting all this free money and tuition is so high at these schools, why is it so expensive here at these schools? Such huge student loans, it takes them in their 40s to pay it off. Now, the 16 states that get less in help from the federal government than $4.31 billion a year are... South Dakota, North Dakota, Vermont, New Hampshire, Delaware, Montana, Hawaii, Wyoming, Maine, Rhode Island, Idaho, Nebraska, Alaska, Utah, Kansas, and Nevada. Every now and then, though, and government does good for a lot of people a lot of times. Right now, though, it's it's diminishing what the government's doing. Anyhow, here's a situation where a drug company a drug company, and they're the whore of whores. Don't forget, you know what you're paying for drugs, my friends, even with co-pays, what you're paying for some drugs, all right? And a particular drug company overcharged the Veterans Administration $20 million. Overcharged the Veterans Administration $20 million. This goes back to 2002 up until recent time, okay? The company is Sanofi Pasteur. Sanofi Pasteur. Uh, I don't understand this. Drugs, of course, are not controlled like other costs under health care were, under Obamacare uh, were, uh, because Obama had to 
make a deal with the insurance companies to get them out of the war. So he said, I'm giving you guys a free ride. Uh, don't worry about it, because he didn't think he could get the bill passed if he had to fight them, too. And I think he was right. So he gave him the free ride. But it's time to bring that free ride to an end. Uh, they've had eight or nine years of it. It isn't going to happen through Trump, though, unfortunately. The insurance company I'm sorry, the, the insurance companies, too, but the pharmaceutical houses have to be brought to task. They overcharge abominably. I talk about robots. I sometimes think I'm the only one who talks about robots. I've been talking about robots and writing about robots for two years now. And it's only in recent times, recent months, that we're starting to hear uh, in the media, on the media, about robots are coming and the effects of the jobs, and they're already here in many instances. A study was released this week. Uh, the study was done by a professor from MIT and a professor from Boston University. The study covered the period of 1990 to 2007. 1990 to 2007. In that period of time, 670,000 jobs were lost to robots. 670,000 jobs that humans were doing were lost to robots. That equated, this is the interesting part of it, that equated to one robot being able to do 6.2 jobs. One robot replaced 6.2 jobs. Now, the study further said that by 2025, which is only eight years away, this is 2017, three to six million more jobs will be done by robots. Uh, I did a little my own computation because they didn't have these numbers in there. And to me, that said that one robot in 2025 is going to do about 45 to 50 jobs that previously had been done by humans. I've read in the last couple of days uh, two interesting things. One thing I read said that robots are going to be the biggest, are going to represent the biggest workforce upheaval since the Industrial Revolution. Robots are going to be the biggest workforce upheaval since the Industrial Revolution. The other comment I read, you're going to find this interesting. And if it doesn't bother you, it should. Something's wrong with you. If it doesn't bother you, it bothers the hell out of me. Our Treasury Secretary, our United States Treasury Secretary, uh, he's a former banker. His name is Stephen Munchen. Stephen Munchen, appointed by President Trump. You know what he said when he was asked about uh, the robots taking over human jobs? He said, we're not concerned. These are the people leading us, my friends. They know they do not know enough about things out there. They don't care. A poor Marine veteran. He wasn't poor. I don't know if he was poor or he was rich. He was pissed off. Though. A Marine veteran in New Hampshire, an older gentleman, probably was a Marine veteran from probably Korea, maybe Vietnam, uh, in New Hampshire, he got a parking ticket. And because he parked in front of a fire hydrant. Well, for some reason, he thought this was wrong, and I don't know what the other facts were. The other facts were not indicated in what I read. But when he went to pay his fine, he paid it in pennies. 
<laughs> Makes sense. I, I've read about this being done before, not that frequently. People get irritated, people get pissed off, and they bring bags of pennies. You're headed to count them. Uh, well, he had with him his friend, and his friend was recording on the cell phone on the video uh, the gentleman trying to pay with pennies. The police officer says, we don't take pennies. It's against the law. He says, you got to take my pennies. Then a couple of more police officers show up, and they tell his friend who's recording, you can't record. It's against the law. And these two gentlemen didn't raise their voices. I mean, how can you scare a guy that was a Marine in Korea or Vietnam? And uh, he says, no, you got to take my pennies, and I can record. Now they call the SWAT team in. Would you believe this? They call the SWAT team in to the, you know, to confront these two old guys. And uh, turns out the two old guys were right. Because the Coinage Act of 1965 says all coins are legal tender for debts. He can use pennies to pay his traffic ticket. And the other situation or ruling was that his First Amendment rights were violated when he was refused permission to record the interaction between himself and the police. That is properly legal. Supreme Court of the United States, uh, freedom of speech. So that's the story there. But you see, stupid police department. The pennies are stupid. The guy paying the pennies was stupid, but that's his right. He's irritated. I've got, I've got to get my pound of flush. I can see the way where he was coming from. Now you can't, you can't record this. You can't. You make a video. Now the SWAT team shows up. We're lucky somebody didn't get shot. <laughs> Venezuela update. I haven't talked about Nicolas Maduro in months. Let me get, bring you up to date quick. If some of you aren't familiar with Nicolas Maduro, he is the president of Venezuela, going on his fourth year as president of Venezuela. Uh, not a good guy. Not a good guy. Uh, Venezuela wasn't in too bad a shape. Hugo Chavez did a good job. He nationalized all the oil. They have the most oil in the world, I think, or second most oil reserves in the world. He nationalized oil. The oil companies made them owned by the Venezuelan people. And he cut a check every month to people in Venezuela. Uh, not a hell of a lot of money, but they got something from the oil. Now in comes Nicolas Maduro, okay? Total screw-up. Didn't take him long. Reminds me of Trump, but he's screwing up in a different way, Maduro, because it isn't taking Trump long. Uh, before you knew it, people didn't have enough food. They didn't have jobs. Now they don't have food. And the little food there was, actually there's no food at all in the stores. Uh, people next went, and I've written about this and talked about this for two years now. People went and ate their domestic uh, their pets, their dogs and their cats. Then they attacked the zoos at night and took the animals and cut them up and used that for food. Then they ate the grass and anything that grew from the ground down into the dirt. They trained their children not to be hungry except every second day or third day. Things are bad. People demonstrate in the streets, hundreds of thousands of them. I've been saying for two years, why don't they revolt? If there was ever justification for revolting, it is in Venezuela. Well, <laughs> the reason they don't revolt is uh, the big guys keep
money. It's like a 1%, 99% there, but it's worse than this country. It's terrible. Maduro is, has control over the money. The army is with him and the generals. He keeps the generals in jewels. He keeps them in money. The Supreme Court is on his side. He keeps them as part of the money group. And whoever the corrupt people are running the country, the oligarchy, they're sharing in the money. Only the people don't share in the money. Now, they have three departments of government, just as we do. They have the executive, the president, they have the legislative of Congress, and they have a Supreme Court. Well, the Supreme Court, as I indicated, is on the side of Maduro. The Congress is on the side of the people. But every law Congress has passed for the last two years, the Supreme Court says it's unconstitutional. Well, two days ago, three days ago, the, the Supreme Court said Congress has no authority to pass legislation, can't pass law. People went crazy. Two days later, they rescinded it, the Supreme Court, and said we made a mistake. Now people are really pissed off. I don't know what's going to happen, okay? Uh, but I got a sense, and from what I'm reading, this might be the trigger to really cause the people to overturn this guy. They should. They're going no place with him. That's the show for this week. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you uh, like my selection of topics. I, I try to be selective what I think might interest you. I know they interest me. Uh, I do, I'm do. i doing a video show, by the way, on Facebook every day. One uh, video, one minute, to three or four minutes. I talk about whatever moves me. Some things uh, like I'm talking about tonight, sometimes about the weather in Key West. Talk about, you might want to look at it. It's Facebook video under Key West Lou. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to being with you again next week.